It's another episode of Playing Dress Up, the podcast where we truly unravel how people get into the content and how they continue to navigate it. Today, we are getting into the spirit and starting out February right by celebrating with truly my favorite POC cosplayers out there in the scene. Being one myself, you know, representation truly does matter. As I said in my, you know, teaser trailer, you know, truly this scene literally feels Euro and Asian centric. And then the brown people are like, we here. What's up? We want to have fun too. And you know, all types of shit goes down just like in real society. But anyways, today's guest is a real treat. People have fully mistaken us for each other back when I cosplayed Yarn for Fire Emblem, and that's literally how we finally got to meet many years later. They can craft at the speed of sound, love Fire Emblem to the moon and back, and ooh, baby, are they good at wigs. Truly, please look at the Cloud wig on Twitter. It's Honya! Hello, how's it going? <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, baby. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty all right. One minor correction: Fire Emblem's been doing me too dirty, so now I am a whore for Dragalia Lost. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, if for the people that do not know, Dragalia Lost is a gacha game that is now owned by like Nintendo in collaboration uh, with Side Games, um, which is a Japanese company, and it's like now like they're like one of their biggest like ips in the gacha market alongside fire emblem heroes but let me tell you these designs are cute everybody should check them out i fully cosplayed from it honia has cosplayed from it and you know just add us please get into this hellish game it's adorable pretty much just giving you the sensation of playing an online game but like you don't have to type to anybody I, I think that's honestly my favorite thing about these, like, especially anything by side games, because you're like, you want to talk, you can't type, you know what you're going to do? You're just going to send stickers to each other, and they're just, they're just generalized messages, but, like, the one that I, like, absolutely abuse is, like, notes, boom, and that's all I send. I, I like, refuse to talk to anybody, like, at any given point. No, the I, only one I ever use is Squishem, and it's the only one that exists. It's... <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have been seeing the Squishum one, it's literally like this apathetic little slime that just kind of like, it's like imagine if like you watch somebody in the office look off distance to the camera in like the farthest corner. That is what the sticker is. And like, no, like in game, you could not, like, I'm just like, I'm so tired of people dying. Or I'm just like, mm, again, really? Y'all trying me today. And that's about it. That's what I use it for. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense, because I got rid of all the the two, like, really negative, negative ones. Since people, like, were making me feel bad. I forgot even what they were. I, was one of them just, like, yeah. just straight up no? <laughs> yeah, it was Cleo's no, where she holds up a sign that's just like, no. And then uh, Ella Sands. I don't know what it was called, but it was really just Ella Sam looking like... Oh, yeah, she looks, she looks horribly distraught. Like, you, like, stuck your toes in peanut butter, and she was just like, what are you doing? Like... She walked in as you were doing it. Yeah, I was just like... But I was just like, I never even used... I used the no sticker a lot, because I was like, absolutely not. And now they're just like, everybody, please play nice. Use the sorry sticker instead. And I'm just like, I'll abuse that sticker next. Because I got no time to waste. My life moves a mile an hour, and I cannot you know, stand by while somebody is ill-prepared for a fight. I think the newest <clears throat> exchange is probably going to be the Mega Man one. Like, oh. when he's drinking his drink. <laughs> Which is so cute! I, I love that one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Are you good? Mm-hmm. 
You ready? <laughs> Press ready. Like the Mega Man collaboration is so. Like, I think that's like the cutest thing about like the Nintendo being part of the IP because it's like we'll occasionally get like the last year it was Fire Emblem, so we got some nice Fire Emblem stickers. This year it's uh, Mega Man, which is Capcom, which I keep forgetting if it's under Nintendo. I'm gonna look it up because the internet exists. <laughs> Uh, so right now, because of how it's kind of leaning towards, mm-hmm. um, it is a Capcom-based game. So it's a third party, which has a whole bunch of people like speculating, okay, so what other third-party things are owned by Nintendo? And there's a lot of third-party things owned by Nintendo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, fully. You know, uh, ones that would work fully well with Dragalia. Like, there's Monster Hunter, which is by Capcom, and mm-hmm. Dragalia, Monster Hunter. Hello, yeah. oh, there's dragons literally everywhere. And, and it's like, oh, give me Bayonetta. That's all I want. Honestly, me. I I dare Dragale to add in Bayonetta. I, do, I will throw money at the gacha pools so fast. Like, my money will fly out the window until I get that woman and her whole body on. See, I want to see her just doing tricks and stunts on a boss. Like, just backflips. <laughs> Just triple cow sows all around somebody. Like, just really out here being Michelle Kwan and, like, fighting a boss. Like I just hope we get another, like, crossover banner. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Ooh, this Mega Man one was a little off. <laughs> she, she, she was rough. Like, they were like, oh, it's not our direct IP. We're going to put in minimal work. Um, you guys will know that the characters are here. And um, that's it. Have fun. <laughs> but we'll give you really good, like, equipment for the event. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's that's not a bad trade-off, I guess. But I wish I had a story. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the lore is juicy. I wish I had some of it. I wish I, wish I could drink it all up. But, but, but Nintendo said not today. We'll just wait for, like, I swear, like, like. The next one is rumored to be like Monster Hunter based on a data mine. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. And I'm just like, that's gonna be insane. How will that even work? (laughs) But you know. There's so many dragons it could be. My Uh, heart says Gormagala, but we all know Rathian is like the poster child of Monster Hunter. I keep forgetting that there are monsters in Monster (laughs) Hunter. My mind was like, how are you gonna incorporate the hunters into this game? And you were like, no, Joe, the monsters, the monsters will be in the game. I was like, oh, right. Hunters, no. No. Give me the real juice. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> because I was like, for those like for those who don't know, Monster Hunter is just straight up a game about hunting large monsters. I that is the premise of the game. It is literally like watching somebody fight like Godzilla's like child who is all of like five years old, but they will rock your world and like immediately you step up and you're like, I think I can do it, and they will like slap you with the tail. It's like, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> And I tried to get into Monster Hunter. It is such a grind, but it's oh, so good. Ah, uh, the one for the DS, which was not meant for the DS because the controls are wild. Which, I think which one because there was like four for the DS. I guess. I think it was uh, Joe's on the keys. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> it was like Monster Hunter for you or for Ultimate or something. Monster Hunter Generations. I have another one. Oh, I have them right here. Hello. Four. Uh, it was four ultimate. Four ultimate. Yeah. 
Ultimate, yeah. That was the one with Gormagala, right? Yes. Yes, that was the one with my beautiful baby boy. It was Lovely just like, that king. I was like, I wanted to get into it so bad. But I think I have to, I really want to play like the PS4 version because I feel like it'll feel better on a console. Because let me tell you, <laughs> trying to like maneuver the camera with my like big ogre hands and like this tiny 3DS where everything exists, I was like, this is, I can't see this monster but he's got my ass real bad <laughs> <laughs> uh. no the four ultimate uh for the little bit i got to play uh since uh over my dad's house they had it mm-hmm. i definitely could feel the difference i was like man i really wish i do the new buttons for this because <laughs> i'm just kind of button mashing which you never want to do you, anything you do not want like monster hunter is all about like Hmm, know what your monster's about to do, then slap the hell out of it, and then go for the eyes. Like, you're just like, okay, cool, I guess. Like, it's like getting the specific parts where you're like, I can make the armor now. And it's like seeing people like quit or run because it's like, shit, I, I didn't get the horn. And you're like, what? He's like, I just didn't get it, I gotta do it again. And I'm like, this is so much. But it's like, it's so rewarding when it happens. It's so fun. And it's really. I need to get back into it at some point, eventually. It's in queue. Um, it'll happen. When I when I get time after, like, because it's funny because it's, like, me and cosplaying. I'm like, oh, these are the times I can play video games. And then these are the times I cannot play video games because I'm crafting my ass off. And I'm just like, oh, I have to sew. And everybody's like, you want to hang out? I was like, I have to sew. <laughs> the cons in two weeks. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do anything. And they're like, what? I don't understand. I was like, you don't. I want to look pretty. Please let me have this. And they're like, okay, we'll see you when we see you. Eventually. Eventually. But that makes for a good segue to get into our main topics. (laughs) Oh, you like that? (laughs) So, Honya, tell us. What do you do at conventions? <laughs> oh boy, what do I do now? That's the real question. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> what I used to do, peak Honya core convention <laughs> was, uh, I'd wander around moderately aimlessly, check out Artist Alley, mm, you know, not see all the booths because I can't see because I need glasses. <laughs> then the dealers are easier to look at. Mm-hmm peruse find people just kind of exist hopefully someone stops me strike a pose or two that's really it yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> that that i feel fully encompasses all cosplayers that attend conventions because it's like i think it's like always funny when like my friends they see my photos and like a lot of comments that i get they're like are you like a model now and i'm like no, I wish you understood the reality of, like, literally what you just said. Wander around aimlessly, unless you have a photo shoot set up. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> hope that somebody's like, I want to take a photo of that character. But if not, I'm usually in Artist Alley. I'll, like, I'll go to dealers or, like, the exhibit hall for, like, a hot minute. But, like, I will literally, like, run through that and be like, that's not my friends. I don't see them. I don't care. And I will, like, just bolt until, like, I find somebody that's like, ooh, a friend. And I will, like, sit there and we'll just, like, talk and, like, occupy space <laughs> until I'm like, <laughs> oh, I found another friend. Come here, friend. Me other friend. And they're like, this, like, that's 
my entire con in a nutshell. <laughs> That's pretty much what cons are. It also depends on the con mm-hmm. and what you can do. Yeah. And what you're like able to do. So it's like, let's take the end all be all everyone needs to go katsu con for ah yes yes <laughs> overrated little katsu mm-hmm. it's cute much better now love what they're doing oh my god this change gives me everything i needed and more like, it's not cra- so for those who don't know with katsu they are one of the few like because they're like a massive con like you know lots of people are gonna go um Primarily, the people who go will either ghost or, like, they aren't even attending the convention. They'll just hang out or they'll show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were lots of issues, you may uh, imagine, that came up from this. So they decided to make a rule and put in place that it's like, okay, you need to have a badge to even enter the con building. Because it is a hotel, you know? Yeah, it's but a also huge... convention. Yeah. So they blocked it off. And so now, unless you have a badge... You either have to go all the way around to get to the registration, or you can't get on set. And it is the best change a convention has ever done. It it <laughs> was the way they actually handle it too. Yeah, it was it was probably the smartest thing. And I think the like for those who don't know what Katsukan is, Katsukan huge convention in National Harbor, Maryland, and it's actually happening by the time this podcast released in two weeks. And so a lot of people are gonna be class crunching for it. And the thing was like Katsukan was like this very like hometown convention like in the dc maryland virginia area and then they like really outgrew their size like their space and they were like oh we want to host it in the gaylord national like resort like this thing is beautiful and the only reason it's beautiful is because like everything is like glass ceilings glass walls the light comes in really pretty there's a gazebo everybody's like oh my god the homophobic convention lighting is gone like we actually have good lighting for our selfies and what happened was what was once like a local secret became so blown out of proportions when like the advent of the internet everybody's like where's these photos taken from this venue's gorgeous they're like oh it's katsukan it's a con in like you know maryland outside of dc and like it got to the point where like i want to say like around 2014 because that's when i first started going to katsu like people flew out from like germany like international people flew out to KatsuCon. That's how much notoriety this little convention in DC got. And it's not even like a like like a huge, huge con, like Anime Expo or now Anime NYC. But like it's known as like kind of like the craftsmanship. Like it's kind of like the ball convention. Like people bring out their best things to wear and show off and peruse. They like it, it's like literally like it's your day. Like if you didn't have a sweet sixteen, you put on your best, you walk out there, you walk back and forth that gazebo aimlessly. Um but as you can imagine, crowding issues happened and then Katsu had to figure out a solution and the solution was buy a badge or <clears throat> you either stay in the hotel and the hotel key cards are specifically made for Katsu alone. So you can only use it for that year and so what you saw before was like a ton of cosplayers, you know, like shoulder to shoulder, some of them in huge ball gowns, others in like pauldrons that extended out like six feet to each side. Now you could finally see the floor. And I was like, I, I vividly remember the first time I walked out of my room, took the elevator down because I was in the Gaylord and I was like, I can breathe. This is crazy. <laughs> Those were literally the first words out of my mouth. Everyone was like, are you okay? And I was like, I've never 
seen it so spacious. This is amazing. And like, and it, there's like been some divided opinions, but like, honestly, like they, people got away with ghosting and ghosting is pretty much attending the venue of the convention, um, enjoying the kind of like the social aspects of the con without actually paying for the con. Um, so what you do by that is like, well, yes, you kind of like freeload off of it. You're also not funding the con to even possibly be continued into the future. Um, so Katsu found a quick solution to that really worked around the clock to enforce it. And I'm so excited to go for future cons for sure. God, I really just hope they enforce it at certain other cons. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Get that uh, hammered down. Oh, absolutely. Because I was like, I, I kind of get it. Because I was like, back in the day when I was a costume, I was like, I have no money, but I want to see friends and people that watch anime on, you know, Crunchyroll. Well, back in the day was like Kiss Anime. That is where I got my shit. But I also got 20 viruses. But, and I was just like, but I was like, I want to find people. And so like, I, I'd go to like, you know, start off small go to like my community college or like the college nearby that was like a 15 dollars con for the day and i'm like no i want to see the bigger things in life and then i'd like go to like bigger conventions you're like oh she expensive she's 60 dollars for the weekend uh i can barely afford chicken nuggets and you're just like we'll figure it out somehow um so it's like for that age group i understand but like obviously like as you get older i was like yo for like a weekend we, we can we can pass out on a little bit a little bit more and then it especially gets tricky as the years go on especially as people monetize cosplay and then you hear of like the people who monetize off of it ghost to con you're like but you make money off of this <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it's 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 a fun time i don't even know how we got here that's literally it but it, it's like it's always funny because it's like Katsu, like seeing how it grew so, so fast was just like, because I went in like 2014 and I think it was like interesting because that was my first one and it was kind of like the advent of watching social media grow because it was like back in the day, <laughs> back in my day, we, we use cosplay.com and we also use like DeviantArt. I was like, I'm, I'm even that old. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but <laughs> but it's like, you know, to find other cosplayers, there wasn't, like, these huge social media outlets. It was, like, cosplay.com, like, ACP, which is, I don't even know what it stands for anymore. American Cosplay Paradise. Um, people, oh, God, I forgot that one. Is it Cure? Do you know? It's, like, use <laughs> Just age me. Why don't you? There's one for, like, oh, I used to have one. Um, there it is. Uh, Cure World Cosplay. Um, so it was like, it was a site for cosplayers to like submit and like it was mostly used by like Japanese people and then like some international. But like that's how you found like cons and anime. And then slowly over the years, we got into the social media era and then it was really strong Facebook. And so cosplayers started having Facebook pages. And then after Facebook pages, the next evolution was like watching everybody's like, what's your Instagram handle? Me fully with a Facebook page was like, uh, what do you mean? I just have my regular Instagram. It's like, you don't have an Instagram? Oh, I'll follow your personal. And now that's, like, why my personal Instagram is, like, now, like, tied to, like, my cosplay. But nowadays, we're, we're seeing it grow even more where people are like, no, we're on Twitter and we're screaming. And they're just like, yes, give me the Twitter. <laughs> and it's great. 
But it was like watching the the shift in attitudes because it's like back in the day it was like, oh, we're just a bunch of nerds. It was also the advent of Homestuck, which was like a curse and a blessing. <laughs> blessing because it, it it brought a community together. Um, Homestuck, if you don't know, I I actually can't even explain it. So. <laughs> Like, I, I unfortunately can. Uh, I was I'll keep it very. Go please. Uh, Homestuck was an, a web comic from MSP Adventures by Andrew Hussey, and it pretty much followed this. It initially followed the story <laughs> of four early teenage kids. No, not barely. Barely teens. They're like thirteen. Barely, yeah, they're preteens. Like they're 13, 13 year old kids um, who play what is essentially just a world ending game so imagine the sims but like you die in real life you die in real life yeah <laughs> it's a game but it's not a game it's very interesting how they played it but it ended up growing from four kids to four oh kids plus 12 trolls to eight I, kids I... to eight kids eight kids 12 trolls eight kids 24 trolls it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger it was in super scope but the way that it handled itself was that anytime there was an update, people would make an app that would notify you if there was a change in like, oh, like there's a new page that came out. And so like update culture happened uh, for a brief time, <laughs> which was like well, the main thing that helped bring people like closer together with it. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the cosplay community, it definitely had an interesting run. But it brought a lot of people together. Yeah. Very quickly, very easily. But now that we have more information, it's very. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It was. So, it was so much, and I, I think like what didn't help Homestuck was like it was in this day and age where it was like watching cosplay become more like popularized and like the mainstream eye, and so it's like. Oh, as it's getting, like, in the mainstream eyes, it's like, why are the kids gray now? And you're just like, the kids are gray, they're painting themselves gray, I don't know how to help you. Um, and then came, like, the the whole host of everybody's, like, horror stories, where it's like, somebody sat on a hotel couch, and now it's gray, and it's stained, and you're just like, mm. <laughs> conventions, it's happening. <laughs> um, but it, it was really cute, because, like, I think Homestuck at that time was one of the biggest fandoms, and I was a Homestucker. For sure. I almost went full gray. I didn't. I stopped myself. <laughs> I did it. I don't I got very lazy. I I googled how to body paint myself gray. I was gonna be Aridin because he was like I was like, that's my <laughs> troll. He's an Aquarius. He's based off like the Aquarian sign. Almost committed. I had the cape. I had the jewelry. I had his fucking like ten like like rings that he has which are insane to think about i had the wig i had the horns i just couldn't commit to the paint <laughs> and then by the time like i was over the idea of cosplaying like Aridin, i was like ah oh, it's nice i have it in the corner like 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 homestuck kind of settled because these updates like in the beginning were kind of regular and then all of a sudden very sporadic and i i forget how long the longest hiatus was it was like months uh, i think it was no, I think it was two years. Yeah. <laughs> at least a year. At least one whole year. And, like, Homestuck, I think, at this point, is longer than the Lord of the Rings trilogy in terms of, like, content, which is, like, insane to think about. But, like, yeah, it, it, it was the gift that kept on giving, but you didn't know where it was going. 
<laughs> like you watch the story unfold with no clear direction but you were so invested because you were like i want to know where it'll end but it never ended it's still hilariously going on to this day could not tell you <laughs> i hopped out of it so fast <laughs> it's as some as i'm being recommended random things because when you're up at 3 a.m on youtube oh. you know you don't know where you'll go no so definitely some stuff uh it is still technically going, but it is not necessarily being written by Andrew Hussey. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> but like, in a good way, I'm saying this with as much lenience as possible because I don't know all the details. Right. I do understand that people who are still interested in it definitely say that, like, it reminds you, it reminds them of, you know, Homestuck Prime. Got it. Like, without the like uncomfortable like subtext it carries yeah there's a lot to unpack with homestuck because <laughs> there is so much if you imagine something in a lord of the rings trilogy written out by one man <laughs> just going at it just trying to produce content there's gonna be some faults that are because it's not necessarily edited in a proper way like by like a third party he's just like i create it i throw it out there i work with somebody who make music they put music to it this is nice i work with like an animator who makes a video of like one cut scene and i was like that's nice but like for the most part it was like his creation um so it's like one person they dictate how the media runs but like i, I think it's also fun to see how homestuck's like genre like the not genre i guess the fandom itself like kind of evolved over the years and like the next generation of like what would be popular and i think like the best examples like dang and rompa like in full it's it's still going it's still going <laughs> dang and rompa is fun I, I and for those that don't know dang and rompa is kind of like this the premise is insane <laughs> the premise is literally like bring a bunch of like high school prodigies together and they're all specialized in one thing like one's like a supreme hacker one's a great baseball player like all these little things and like you're just like hey you can't i forget what it is it's like you can't leave the school unless like you murder each other and the, the killer gets to escape if he doesn't get found out by the end of the week but if you find him yeah it's <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's just mafia but like they're high schoolers yeah yeah <laughs> it's anime mafia but they're fully high schoolers they fully have to like go into each other's heads like hmm you you killed him it's like no i didn't can you prove it uh before she died she left your name on the mirror oh shit that that's me <laughs> like <laughs> like it's it's insane there are like obviously like tons of twists that like get associated with it but like seeing people like so like gravitated towards this like murder visual novel type game it's literally just like like you said mafia or clue like done in a video game format except you're a third party and like oh i get to be sherlock holmes this is fun and like <laughs> you get to like just be like i get no personal repercussions if i get this wrong i can restart the game um but it's like, that was like the next evolution because you saw like Homestuck die out and then all of a sudden it was dang and rompa season and you're just like, oh, this is happening now. And then the next evolution after that, like dang and rompa still goes on, but then the next one was definitely Undertale. And ah, okay. like, as our like, next. 
it was undertale it was like our next big fandom blow up and it it helps that half of like undertale was like made by like some of the music producers that were on like the homestuck like music videos and like some of those musics are bangers if you like chip tunes or 8-bit music like that they have certified bangers it is wild i was like how'd you get people to make music for this <laughs> webcomic it's insane and then like I, I i would keep those all in the same boat i would say yeah after undertale it's definitely currently um my hero academia <laughs> without a question with without a question and i i think that like helps sort of like because a lot of people gravitate towards things that like they can easily cosplay i i think it's like the advent of how cosplay grew out like originally when you're a baby cosplayer you're like i'm gonna do closet cosplay because you know back in back in my day coming out to your parents as a cosplayer was like what what are you you're not my son you're like this is crazy i'm just putting on a wig uh but like <laughs> but like it's like literally i have tons of friends where it was like it was so strange to think that like society was at a point where it's like telling someone that you were a cosplayer was the equivalent of coming out but like that shouldn't have necessarily been the case but it fully was it was insanity like you had to like hush around that i like to dress up as fictional characters on the weekends like what are you you're not a person and you're just like no i fully am <laughs> you see me right now <laughs> like it it was insane um but i don't even know where, where how i got here um <laughs> what a yeah. treat but it yeah so everybody starts off like kind of closet cosplaying and then what we saw back in the day was like people got very heavy into the craft but like you know we're in the day and age of very like quick media consumption if we can get it done fast we'll get it done fast um so that's why i think my hero academia scratches that itch for some people because uh, like a lot of them like the base uniform is like this like gym uniform <laughs> or even a school uniform and all you really have to do is the wig and the makeup and it's fun versus like creating a whole outfit associated with it yeah <laughs> i'm just like speaking of whole outfits oh. what a any upcoming things that you're working on? Uh, to work on is uh, a better way to phrase that. That is, <laughs> oh God, that's so real. Oh Jesus Christ! I guess the best, like right now, by the time this podcast comes out, I will probably not even be recording anything because I will be screaming at a sewing machine by myself. Um, but I will be working on Claude from Fire Emblem Three Heroes, so that'll be fun. And then. I was like, you did such a good job on that wig. You you set the standard. <laughs> Free skip or time skip? Though. Oh, we don't talk about. Oh, I <sighs> time skip and fire emblem here. I'm not doing time skip, but like, they did so many characters dirty. They <laughs> they did some good and some. Oh boy. I I will I I played Golden Deer first, and so like when I got to like Raphael, I was like, oh, he's my big lovable son he just wants to eat he wants to protect his sister i love him to death and then i saw the time skip and they gave him mutton chops and then i said throw the whole man away <laughs> like i don't i don't know where they were going like to a barber hopefully i because <laughs> He's just, he looks so, so wild. And, like, I get it. Like, Raphael, like, he's, like, in Fire Emblem Three Heroes, a lot of the characters are coded as, like, being European. Um, Raphael is no exception. 
Um, but like, it was like, yo, mutton chops, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I haven't seen these ever on anybody and they look that great. And they're not even like the small mutton chops, like Ron Swanson from like the office. They're like overgrown. They like reach into his like cheekbones and you're just like, no, no. I like his little Greek look though, kind of, loosely. <laughs> I like it in theory. I like <laughs> I like it in theory if they could have cleaned him up. Like, they also did Claude dirty. They didn't have to put the chin strap on him. That's what gets me. I mean, he's a little manly. He needs something to look big. And like, <laughs> he, he's like wearing all of this, like, this uniform that makes him look like a larger frame. But then, like, they were like, we gotta, we gotta age him a little bit. Hey. Jimmy, what do you want to do? Uh, put a put a chin strap on him. All right, let's put the chin strap on him. And then they do, and it looks so wild. Like, because he, he looks, like, so clean-shaven. He looks like you're, like, local boy down the block. Like, he's, he looks like he's going to wreck your life. But, you know, he does it with a smile. And you're like, ah, I could excuse you. You could let it happen. But And then, like, you get a chin strap. And you're like, hmm. Not even, like... Like a like a goatee situation. We got a whole very sparse chin strap. Okay. <laughs> it, so I'll probably never do that. And then outside of Claude, I'm doing Ozzy from Fico, um for Faname. Ozymandias? yes, yes. Oh, for Faname. For Faname, yes. Yeah, so those. Interesting. Yeah, I plan everything like almost. Like, I planned everything a year in advance because I was like, I'm that slow now. I have to. I should, but I definitely am swayed very easily by certain things if last anime didn't make that clear. Oh, absolutely. And that's why you can craft so fast. And I'm like, I wish. I was like, once I commit to an idea, I commit hard. I'm just like, nothing. Like, I will not be swayed. I will be like, no, I'm doing this. <laughs> Unless you want to make it for me, friend. And I will pay you a little bit. And I was like, but they're like, no, I don't want to make it. You make it. I was like, hmm, that is not happening. I promise you that. <laughs> what, are, what are you working on? <laughs> Presently, I can't say because I don't oh. really know offhand. Nothing <laughs> until Asen Fanime. Ooh. So currently, it's like, well, I have stuff that I'm rewearing, mm-hmm. and I have stuff that is mostly done that I just gotta finish. So I guess from that, I'm currently, finally, after mulling around for like a while, I'm finally working on a skull throw. Oh yes. Because last year at Fanime, there was you. I think you were you were there when uh, we saw them. Yes, yes, that yes. Really cute Astolfo and Karna cosplayer. I don't. They were so remember, good. I don't. I never found their handle, but they looked so good, and I was like, damn, I need to stop playing around and do Astolfo. You really do. You would be so cute so as Astolfo. Like, I'll do it because you're doing it at Fanime. I would like to okay. you fine only because. I love the idea of a Stolfo. I might get kicked out the con if I do a Stolfo. No, you will not. I promise you. <laughs> no, you. If you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> uh, it's so wild because they're like, we love a Stolfo, and they'll be like, mm, maybe we do, maybe we don't. I'm like, you guys need to choose. He's adorable. I love him. <laughs> Give me my sweet little boy. <laughs> they're giving a Stolfo a new like alt 
Oh, I saw. I was... So cute. <sighs> so one thing that always, like, Fate and their designs keep... Like, it's like, I played Fate Go, and then I was like, 1% draw rate on a 5-star? This is garbage. And then I threw the whole game out. But each time, they release all these designs, and I'm always immediately back in. It's a nightmare. <sighs> that is me with Fire Emblem Heroes. <sighs> Fire Emblem Heroes. It definitely did not go the direction I hoped it would, but they released some. I don't know him. He's from Genealogy, but uh, he's big. Oh, he's big? I saw? <laughs> did you know he's made by a bar artist? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember seeing the tweet on my timeline, and I like pressed translate tweets like, hey, I got hired to do the art for this man. Thanks, guys. And I was like, I looked through his portfolio, and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's not, like, uncommon, given right. that they still have a dude who draws, like, child porn drawing, like, several characters. Oh, fully, fully. It's, like, in a sense... People's God. fight or flights activate with, like, Ray. Mm-hmm. No, fully. And it's, like, it's kind of nice that, like, Nintendo's kind of able to get give back to the community in a sense with like the gotcha games because they're just like oh this is art that's like kind of specific to you but then like when they don't do the full background check on what they draw <laughs> then you're just like oh buddy <laughs> like yeah, if only y'all knew on i know i was like mm, if only but oh yeah yeah we gotta take a break <laughs> all right Okay, out. Yeah, oh, what a nice break. I, I stretched my legs. I relaxed. I went to the beach and I came back. Ooh. Oh, those bars. Oh, oh. Rhymes. <laughs> Let's go, Shakespeare. <laughs> Sahonia, tell us what got you to start attending conventions? Oh, boy. Uh, I think the general interest of it, because, you know, it was before the internet, like, made it so easily accessible, understood, and widespread. So it was more like word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, my older sibling had an interest in going to a convention in Corpus Christi. So we took a, we woke up really, really early. I don't think I was cosplaying because I was like, baby, baby, like maybe middle school. Yeah maybe like i think early middle school maybe sixth grade somewhere yeah and we went all the way across to like some comic corpus christi don't remember what it was um and we walked around and there was like a very 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 small dealership like the size of like a general apartment you know very small but like on one of the areas it was like this jirachi plushie and like you know it was crazy over pokemon during that time yeah wow i really want that and so I got it. And I think that instilled the idea of like, okay, there's some things that you can find at these conventions. Flash forward to definitely eighth grade, for sure. There was my first San Japan. Don't remember what number it was. Mm-hmm. I think we're currently on like 13 or something. I don't know. Probably. It probably was in San Japan too. Uh, 
there was there's a thing called sleeping samurai which is pretty much where you have like a foam sword and like you fight people and like there's rules you know like oh don't hit them in the genitals don't hit them, you know yeah but, like if you make contact like you win or you get a point um i was cosplaying a very casual like extremely casual unstyled wig you know all that yeah. i was l from like I was like, maybe like maybe maybe four or five. <laughs> just just chilling. Yeah, I was like a small child, uh, and so I wanted to play, and they let me play because my mom's like, no, oh, no, it's fine. Let him do what he wants. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. And so I went up, and the thing that switched my opinion on wanting to go to conventions was because I really it's, I want to meet certain people, and I want to re meet this person, but I probably never will there was this girl i didn't know at the time but in hindsight she definitely was cosplaying saber ah. cosplay is like you know it's developed and so is people's like mentality and how they like talk to people mm -hmm. um but they were being very uh lack of better words uh misogynistic ah. pretty much pigs towards her making fun of her like oh she can't do that blah blah, blah. right and like she was in heels and Props. she misstepped and like you know mm -hmm. slipped on one of her heel and they like laughed at her i was up against her she took her heels off <laughs> and she beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> i didn't laugh mind you i did not laugh because i was like oh man that looked like and like i didn't laugh they're laughing and so she's mad and like she has a way to vent this frustration <laughs> And like the exact motions of Saber doing Excalibur, like I was immediate. <laughs> Not only was she a costume, she fully committed to the character and she took you to a whole nother place. Oh. She definitely like she had she had this normal stance and as soon as the match started, she lifted it up, walked up forward, and like fear took me. <laughs> Couldn't do anything against her. Oh and she like knocked my ass on the ground i was like wow i don't know who that is but that's what i want to be <laughs> i want and that's why i cosplay that's it <laughs> i got my ass beat by a saber, a saber. And it changed my life like... <laughs> oh my it it be like that sometimes i was like let me tell you like because it's always interesting hearing like so many other people's stories because it's like I've heard the insane stories, and I think it's, like, what's really endearing for you is that, like, your older sibling participated. It was like, come to the con. You're gonna, you coming with me regardless, but we gonna have fun. It's like, oh, cool. Because it's like, for a lot of people, you need, like, I don't know what it is about a con. Cons are always open, but, like, it's always, like, that simple invitation by that first person or like you go with a group of friends, always. Cause nobody, because back in the day especially, it was such like a stigma, it was like, you like anime. Uh, what if we go in droves to this convention? Nobody will think twice. Nobody's gonna care, first of all. But, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like this whole little thing that says, I need somebody to go with. Like even now I will not go to a bar unless I'm with somebody. I'm just like, please come with me. I don't wanna go. And like, okay, cool. Let's just grab a drink and then we can leave. <laughs> and. And so it's just like for you, it's like your sibling. Because I was like, I tried to tell my, my sister, like, come with me. And she's like, I don't know anything about anime. I watch Sailor Moon. I watch Dragon Ball Z. I saw Pokemon. Could care less. But you know, you seem to like this. 
I'll drive you there. And I was like, sick. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> she drove like me and my friends. And then we went to like our first con. Well, my first con. It wasn't their first con. And like Hoboken, New Jersey. It was like a little college con. And that like, that one ignited the spark. And then I, it's like funny because I also had a moment. Not like your saber moment. <laughs> I didn't get my ass beat and was like, "You didn't get jumped by a cosplayer." <laughs> get jumped, get jumped by a vengeful cosplayer. Sorry, get jumped legally in a match by a cosplayer. <laughs> but, but it it was kind of like you know like, kind of like closet cosplaying here and there, and then like it was like at Anime Next, um, which is like when that happens in New Jersey. And it was like the old location, and I fully, vividly remember this moment. And back in the day, Anime Next had like, it was like a con that happened between three buildings. It sounds insane, but that's what it was. <laughs> Technically, it was two buildings. I count the Red Bridge as the third building because <laughs> everybody was there. <laughs> and so, so like you walk through the, like this dingy con center. It's like whatever, and then like you walk a like narrow pathway to the actual hotel. That's where a lot of people are hanging out, and then nobody's actually hanging out fully there there's a like a whole area by like a little red bridge that looks outside of like a man-made pond that's where everybody else is also hanging out so three buildings in my eyes so in the hotel i fully vividly remember as i was going to the red bridge there was like a misa amane from like death note and it like you know like misa is like a pretty like easy character to do um you throw on like your little like black camisole you put your hair in pigtails and call it a day and you just become an e-girl and you just go bring a hydro flask and go and but like (laughs) but like she what she did which i thought was so impressive there is one one art from the manga covers that like she has this huge golden scythe don't know what volume is do it maybe i'll google it but she has this huge huge scythe and like it's gold and it's so striking because it's like here's this little tiny girl who's like all of like the four foot eleven i don't know how tall she actually is um and she has like this white like white death god behind her and like she's just chilling with this gold like scythe um i wish i knew what volume it was because um, I'm looking at the image, doesn't say what volume it is. <laughs> we are at a crossroads, so I can at least tell my listeners what's going on. Um, I know it wasn't the first seven volumes, if that helps. Oh God. Um, but anyways, this volume, this volume art like struck with me, and I was like, holy shit, this is beautiful. She recreated the scythe, like in person. And all I remember was, like, looking at her, and I was like, I need to know how she did this. Um, so fully sat down with her, talked with her, and she was like, oh, yeah, walk me through the entire process. And, like, mind you, this is, like, the era where, like, there's no Instagram, there's, like, no Facebook. So she's like, she's like, somebody wants to listen to me and my craftsmanship? Oh, that's nice. I'll tell you. Um, fully sat. She was like, I sat outside. Uh, PVC pipe. He formed it a little bit to get that shape. Then, like, she did um, the expanding foam to get the shape right, paper mache over that. Um, and then she, like, specifically, like, weathered it to make sure that, like, the holes were there. It looked, like, a little bit decrepit, but also deadly. And I was like, this is sick. I love this. 
I want to do something like this. I never did anything like that. But I, <laughs> but I was like, I was so visually impressed and she was so humble about the art that I was like, this is what I want to do now. I'm a cosplayer. And so began like my rabbit hole into the many, many years of cosplay. <laughs> what? Can I ask you something real quick though? Ask, ask. What was the first cosplay that you would consider like your favorite <laughs> oh. cosplay <laughs> or like the one that okay. like you were known most for whether or not like you actually enjoyed doing it ah that is fair i'm trying to figure out which one was first i think yarn was first yeah yarn was my first cosplay well not first first cosplay what i mean um the first cosplay that i ever like did because we don't talk about the first first cosplay. Nobody ever does. <laughs> like We're just like, that is God. We don't know what you're talking about. Um, the first cosplay I ever did was like, um, knee socks from Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. That was fun, but very illy planned. Because like, we got to the con at night. And so everybody was like, we're changing the party now. <laughs> like, we're not at the con anymore. And so the the... The next thing that I got that I'm like kind of like most known for was definitely yarn from Fire Emblem Awakening, where the, the infamous cosplay of the reason why we met, which I think is still a funny story, and I want you to tell it. But, <laughs> but, but, and so like I remember because I was like, it was while like Awakening was so big back in the day, and I was like, nobody's ever cosplayed him. I love this boy. I wholeheartedly will die for this like little bunny boy. How has nobody cosplayed him? I'm gonna cosplay him. And so, like, I went out of my way. I was like, how do I make his armor? How do I become a furry? And how do I become it fast? And so the internet, thank God, was just like, use this. And, like, I, I didn't use foam. I used Sintra, which is, like, the same thing that's, like, made out of, like, advertisement billboards. Because, like, one cosplayer, Johnny Junkers, uses it. And I was just like, I like his work. I'm going to do that, too. Me, a man who's never worked with armor before, was just like, let's let's get one of the harder materials to work with first. And then I was like, mm, I want to look shaggy and dirty, too, with my wig. I'm just going to put two wigs together and just, like, go crazy. Um, and I was like, how do I become a furry? And that was a whole journey in of itself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, God, my search history is insane. <laughs> like, just go in a full-on, like, community board. It's like, how do I make ears and a tail and like oh baby we'll show you everything i'm like oh thank you furries um uh, and then so fully then i wore it to magfest originally um and had a few friends shoot it and that was the second time i ever met sarah my friend uh survivor days and so she was kind of like known in the community at that time so i hired her because she was her photos are gorgeous still gorgeous to this day um that photo still has held up to the test of times even though it's like one of her earlier photos and like she posted it and everybody's like who is this cosplayer what yarn this is insane and it is like literally the one photo like i feel like if people if you mentioned yarn cosplayer and like the one in the wheat field everybody's like that's you and i'm like that's me i don't even know does it come up <laughs> Like, like, if I check Miss Google, oh my I god, I, some of these I, 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 I'm I looked up yarn cosplay and like I'm definitely in the first two rows. <laughs> 
But Sarah's photo isn't up here for whatever reason, which I think is very funny. <laughs> I see a different photo. I don't think that's a wheat field, but I'm pretty it, sure that's Tatsukon like wait. hobby. <laughs> it probably is. I would not be surprised. <laughs> there are so many like things that happen in that cosplay, but it was I absolutely could not move in it. I had no mobility. Uh, I wonder you if know, it's cosplay. You don't wear it so you can move. No. I was like, I'm gonna share. Oh, oh yes, that one. Uh, I forgot who took that. That was my friend. Um. Oh God, I'm so bad with usernames. Uh. Oh, remember it in a hot minute, because <laughs> I sure can't remember anything anymore. But that's the photo. I don't know why I can't find it on Miss Google. Miss Google refuses to find this photo, even though I think it's like still stunning and gorgeous to this day. But she's like, we're just gonna not pretend it exists. But yeah, I, I also worked with my friend who's who was based in New Jersey. I think they're based in the Bronx now. Oh, Celsius. There we go. Um, she is also another POC cosplayer. Um, she was doing photography at the time. So I was like, take my photos. Let's work together. Um, but that, that was probably one of the photos that got me a little bit more notoriety in the cosplay scene. And the other one was Kuranosuke from Princess Jellyfish. And like... Like, I remember that one. Oh, that one was wild. That can do so much better makeup now. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the outfit is great. Um, but I think it was funny because I was like, ah, oh, nobody's ever going to remember that one. And like, I'm when we went to Phantom A uh, this past year, I like, I ran into somebody in the lobby and they were like chatting up. Like, I'll talk. I love talking. And like, they were like, wait a second. You seem familiar. And I was like, what? Hi. Who are you? And they were like, wait, you're Joe Salem, right? And I was like, yeah, I don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> how's it going? It's like, you cosplayed Princess Jellyfish. I was like, what are you talking about? I took your photo. I was like, what are you talking about? Anime Expo. I was like, stop talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. We don't talk about that. <laughs> and now we're friends. It's my friend Matcha. <laughs> Matcha pot, <laughs> matcha potsy on IG. <laughs> oh, so you just had like the yarn and then the princess jellyfish ones. Those are the ones. That like people like go ah yes. Yeah, for sure. Those are those are like my legacy costumes as of now. How about yours? Uh, How do you feel? You don't talk about the homestuck time because that shit no, does not. No, 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 no. That that is a time in the past. She is gone. <laughs> you know, if I'm being fair. I think the first cosplay that I was like, I wouldn't say known for. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It might have been when I did a Wayne. Oh yeah, I do remember. But the first cosplay that like I did that I was like, wow, I love this cosplay, and I keep remaking it every single time. <laughs> is the kid from Bastion. Oh my God, you look so good. One of my friends, uh, Tuna, rec like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, back when people were just getting ideas for cosplays on Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, y'all should recommend a cosplay for me. And my friend Tuna was like, oh, I love this one game, and I think you would really like it, and you would probably really like to cosplay this character. Mm -hmm. And it was the kid from Bastion. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? And I was thinking, oh, am I being typecasted? Is that like a thing? Is this yeah. happening? I got into it, and here I am now. Yeah. <laughs> still 
very much into Bastion. So much so, I made a need to finish it, but I made a custom kid Nendo. Bless your soul. Like the game, I think is so it's so well done. I was like, I I have such a backlog of games, but I luckily played that game last year. And, like, I beat it to completion. And I was, like, the way that it's told is so beautiful. And, like, it's, it's like, it's hilarious because it's, like, an indie game. But, like, it's so impactful. And I was just, like, because it's, like, the narrator has, like, a dark, dark, scruff, roughy voice. And he sounds like he's from a western. And he, like, he narrates everything that you do. And I was just, like, what? It's, like, and it feels like you're writing your own story. And then it's just, like how you don't get to see how the environment's fully laid out to you until you keep walking forward. I was like, oh, this game is so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love it so much. I've played it a lot more than, uh, what is it, Steam wants to say. Because <laughs> it would shoot out sometime, and I would still play it. It's like, mm, so, fine. Forbidden hours, you know. We're just playing Bastion. Slapping some slimes. The dream is to still try to get a group one day. I had a duo with my friend who got me into it yeah. because they cosplayed Zia. Are you serious? They got it commissioned. Uh, I can get a photo. But they got a commission from one of my other friends. And so they got to wear Zia and like was so happy for that. It's like, oh my god, yes! Yes. It's one thing to like do a cosplay. It's another to do a cosplay of something not as big with somebody. Oh my god, yes. It's, it's a wholly different experience. It's it's a whole different game. And and it's like it's something where it's like it's like that community value that gets added back into it, but it's like, oh my god, we both love this thing together. Like we get to do it together. And it's like also fun when you find like the other fans like somewhere in the cons like, oh, it's the kid from Passion. And you're just like, yes, come to me. Talk to me about this game. I love it. You love it. <laughs> Uh, there was a one time I it's not on my Instagram because I guess I'm trying to rush that under the rug as if it didn't happen. <laughs> it sure did happen. Uh, like, hey, don't I have images of it? So um, it's on Twitter. A while back, I definitely got into. I was definitely into League of Legends. Ah, like everyone used to be, you know, before everybody. They had um, Absolutely. And when the trailer was announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother came into my room and said, hey, there's a new character who looks just like you. And I was like, well, you're my brother, so you can say that. So let me see what's up. Right. The trailer was for Echo. I knew it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And I saw him. I was like, oh, oh, that holy is like my up my alley of aesthetics. Like that's like the kid from Bastion, but like steampunky. And then I literally from that trailer only and some very minor screenshot because i don't think it was up on pbe yet <laughs> uh or maybe it was it wasn't released into the main game that's all i remember right before he released it was during an acon i crunched out the whole cosplay and you I were insane. <laughs> it was just it was that much to me i was like wow is this i might have done something with this one you every I time have <laughs> i definitely have an image somewhere my problem is like I can't post some of these images online because I don't have the names of the photographers. Ah, that is and looks I don't want to not credit them. That's fair. But like Ugh, you look so good as Echo. I uh, had to retire it because it's League. <laughs> I know. 
Like, if I were to be anybody again, <sighs> I would lead you to Leah in a heart. Oh, please do. I remember seeing her to Leah. And uh, I, I can't do it because it's League. <laughs> it's, I... it's League. I know they they hilariously almost got me with KDA and it's like normally like when I saw it, I was like uh, I don't care but then like Evelyn came out and I was like oh my God. this is a bad bitch this is me like I, I was so I felt so attacked and I was just like oh I would gender bend you in a hot minute but who it's league if she wants to give me the strap, I'm ready. That's all. I'm ready. That's it. That's <laughs> Miss Evelyn. I'm here. Miss Evelyn, come through. I was just, I was so mad. I was like, this is my entire brand in one character, and I hate it. <laughs> like you hate the fact that it's from Riot Games. I know. Oh God. Every every day I think about her. <laughs> I think- I just think about Talia and Karma every single day. Oh my god. Doing Karma is so beautiful. I remember I'm when giving her skin. When they redesigned her for the first time, I was like, oh, they literally changed the game for this whole woman. I was just oh. like <laughs> That's another forbidden one. I did Karma. Oh, did you? Old Karma or the the redesigned uh, one? The redesign of Karma. Ooh. I have one pic well, I have a few pictures. But, like, I have one picture that I'm willing to show. <laughs> Do it. Share it. But, like, no, the podcast won't see it. Only I will. <laughs> I would redo it. if, it, Like, literally, I'd redo so many things. But a lot of them are like, oh, this is from League. Or, oh, this is from a thing I'm not that interested in anymore. Yeah. Like, I would... I, I want designs like this, but I want them not by... Not by Riot. <laughs> God. Yeah, not by... Like, I... I'm glad I never finished my Overwatch stuff I was going to do. Ah, yes. I'm so glad I never finished it. Yeah. I'm still pissed that I never finished it because of the work that I put into it. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad. Honest. Yeah. And it's like, that's like a whole separate conversation of like, sort yeah. of how like moral values and cosplay, how they factor in with these companies. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you don't want to give attention to something that can be deemed as toxic or even like that doesn't stem with your moral values on the greater good of things especially for those who aren't like caught up to date with riot there's like whole things with sexism in the workplace um and then with blizzard it was pretty much their whole involvement with the free hong kong movement where they were specifically against it and making active moves against it um and so as a result a lot of cosplayers tried to find ways to like remove kind of like their portfolio out of their like future plans um some even went so far to use uh may who is an overwatch character as a symbol um of like hashtag free hong kong against blizzard to be like no your character is chinese we're gonna use it as a symbol of freedom now and like it was it was it was i thought that was an amazing movement but it's like that's a whole separate conversation they were only 10 percent owned by Tencent. Yeah. Blizzard Games. Whereas Riot is 100% owned by it. So it's like there's been no conversations about it that involve Riot Games. Yeah. So it's like either they are being successfully silenced or no one's saying it. Right. And I, I'm sure they are fully just being silenced. Like nobody called us out on it yet. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah. we have bigger problems. <laughs> it's just... 
Like, they're making like a separate studio, but I don't know if it's still owned. I don't know. I'm like loosely keeping up to date, right. only just to make sure. Like, well, just a morbid curiosity, I suppose. Is oh, a better way. Fully. Like it's like I just gotta be in the know, just in case. <laughs> I just need to know because I don't want to like hype up something bad. Oh no, absolutely. You want me to hype up something good? Have you heard of Jokely lost side game, side games, the unproblematic gotcha game company, and Nintendo, your favorite childhood games together. As a company, great. I will not say the characters are free from sin. No, no, they are not. Oh boy, we got some. They've got. They made some questionable decisions. They they made the, uh, choices. <laughs> the, uh, oh, I'm actually 24 years old. Looks and acts like a child. Men being wholly racist. <laughs> They're just like, it's always like, that's also another conversation. It's just like Japan being sort of like a kind of like mono-ethic society and not understanding subtle cues and how they would play out in the large grand scheme of things. Because they're just like, you know, they don't have a lot to deal with. Um, Even though they're having a rise of tourism, so they're getting more exposure to foreigners. But still, very much, it's a lot of just Japanese. (laughs) At the very least, though, if we're to compare... You know, let's just quick side to side of Fire Emblem and uh, Dragalia. Dragalia definitely has way more diversity and like brown. Yes. Many different POC characters, but brown characters specifically, way more than way like, more heroes, and like way more than like mo majority of mainline Fire Emblem. Oh. For sure. And I think what's nice about side games is, like, they'll try to, like, subtly cue in that some characters are, like, gay. And I'm just like, side games! You are the MVP! The... Did you know Joe's gay? Lots of lesbians. I do know Joe's gay. I Joe love that. Deed is really gay. Yes! I don't have him, but my friend keeps telling me how he wants It's him. wild! It's like, oh, Prince. And then, like, Yudin being the way he is, doesn't pick up. And no! Then, oh, Oh, he's stupid, stupid. <laughs> okay. It is. That's truly it. Like, it's insane. Like, I love it. They have like a literal pair of like boyfriends slash husbands who have an adopted daughter. I love it so much. Oh my God. Great. Can you imagine being an eldritch god, having a different eldritch being as your child, and then the church assigning you your very own bottom like <laughs> oh they like the oh, when they released the art of them on twitter and it's they just look like a happy family i wanted to i wanted to die i was just like this is so cute i want this <sighs> so precious and then you have like silas luca's boyfriend but they're not going to talk about him because they won't talk about luca <laughs> luca's god and i'm so mad i cosplayed him i love one bunny boy he will be back in like three days. I I really hope so. I will be so mad if they hype this up and he just like he showed his face and I'm just like no, put him in. I swear to God. I'm waiting for Cerise to come back because their story, this story with Cerise and Melsa was super cute because like Dragalia definitely is like, hey, a lot of these people are dating. <sighs> Keep in mind that these people are dating. I know. And it's like wow. You're telling me that Ellisan has like four girlfriends? <laughs> wow, what a moment! Like literally, like, I, and I think like it's it's very funny because it's like watching 
Japanese portrayals of like heroes. Like they can't be outright with just saying like this is what they are. Um, but like I think my favorite example is like um, Vera and wow, I'm blanking out Catalina from oh my God. Grand Blue Fantasy. God, they are they are literally lesbians. They in every artwork like the whole premise of Catalina and Vera. Vera is like woman crazy over Catalina. Like, she's, like, looks up to her, idolizes her, but to the point where there is love attached to it. And, like, it is hard key coded. It's not soft. It is, like, every art. There's, like, one art that just got released where Catalina's... Um, where she's in, like, a gala dress, right? Yeah, and she's in a gala dress and she's dancing with her. And you're just like, this is gay and I'm here for it. Like, I cannot wait. But, they, yeah, they just have to dance around it. But, like, when they, when they do it, oh, baby, they let it be known. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was real for a second. For a hot minute. There's a Christmas banner that's coming up that might be announced tonight, maybe? Oh, don't tell me that. I will be so screwed. Uh, for he for heroes. Oh, like, then I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and, an artist just drew, like, Christmas away and Christmas long queue. And for a half second, I thought it was real. <laughs> half that's why we need to get more fan artists into these gotcha games. I just need Mills. That's all I want. I just need Mills in Fire Emblem and Wukong in Dragalia. That's it. I'm honestly surprised they haven't put Nils in Fire Emblem yet. Like, I'm what not. What are they waiting for? It's not like they have any, like, powerful dragons that, like, they haven't already, like, thrown into the game. Right. He's just going to be an infantry blue dragon. We have Kana, who's free, like... What are you scared of? Yeah, I was like, ugh, I don't even know. But, like, he makes so much sense to add into the game. But, hey, I'm not Nintendo. I can't tell them what to do. It's whatever they want. <laughs> I'm not Nintendo, but I can say, I can tell them what to do. They just won't listen. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> like, just tweet at them aggressively. That's all I can do. <laughs> I just, like, say, hey, intelligent systems, where's Nils? Hey, Insys, where's Nils? Where's <laughs> Please. Y'all adding like these like fairy chicks. Like, I love yeah. Winx Club. <laughs> Listen, I have I have mixed feelings on like the Neopet Fairy World crew. <laughs> it's like it's insane. So for those who have still managed to stick around, um, Fire Emblem in itself is pretty much like a strategy game, but most of the themes are very based heavily in like this like European medieval time. So it's like imagine like you have like sorcerers but they're like kind of like merlin-esque and then you have like knights like knights of the round table some people are like on pegasuses some are on dragons um and so like normally you don't think of fairies even though like you know yes like i forget which european lore that fairy rings exist and all of that fun stuff uh it's Do you know? not not celtic Is it? it's near that not yeah. gaelic <laughs> it's something but, it's one of those but like all of a sudden they were like, yo, Winx Club is coming to Fire Emblem Heroes. And everybody was like, what? Nobody was prepared for it. Because I don't think there's even fairies in any of the main titles of Fire Emblem throughout, like, since its inception. Like, sorcerers, yes. Dragons, yes. Um, like We have parents, like the bird people. Yeah. We have the closest. We have cat people, but like nothing like straight up fairies oh no we do have dogs yeah we do have dogs but it's like 
<laughs> There's like a combination of it though. Is the, is the thing, they're like fairies, but like you can tell the direction they wanted it to go in was like horny. Yeah, <laughs> it's so wild. I was just like, what? I thought everybody was playing a prank with me. <laughs> Usually, uh, for the past, literally for all the books so far, with the exception of the newest one, mm -hmm. all of the main like, you know, characters are drawn by like. Either Meishi Meishigeki or like sometimes Kozak. Mm -hmm. Double check on Air real quick. Do it. Sure. Yeah, Air is Kozaki. So it's either Meishi Meishigeki or Kozaki. And so the combination of fairies and then like horny fairies <laughs> threw everybody off. Everybody <laughs> was like, uh, have you guys lost it or y'all really just need to rake in that revenue? for the horny people oh they're definitely trying to rake in that revenue if you just look at her what's her name peony if you look at her like damage art you know this artist i, want, I want to see this now <laughs> joe's on the keys right. again <laughs> the only the only thing protecting everybody's eyes from seeing her lips on full display is her leg i want to see this it's loading Oh my god! <laughs> oh, what a treat! That is real. It is literally just her legs. <laughs> literally, just one leg is saving, is keeping this from being not safe for work. Is she really out here? Ah. <laughs> oh. see out, you know. What a treat! Ah, oh. we've come to the end. Oh, sure has been that long. It now. really has. Time flies. It's insane. I, I every time I'm like, what? But is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, if I actually got to work on it, I'd promote my Patreon. But for now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since I do wig work, I do do wig commissions. Um, primarily, like I'll have the information up. Eventually, I've been saying that for quite literally years now, but it'll be somewhere. You can just inquire about it to me, but to find me, I'm on Twitter pretty much almost exclusively at this point. Uh, at Honya underscore Manyas. Like, Manya. <laughs> Spell it for the children. <laughs> uh, so it'll be uh, Honya Manyas, H O N Y A underscore M N. Y A S. M, M is in Maverick, N is in <laughs> no, no no. Y A S. <laughs> oh yes, you literally. If you haven't, please follow Honya on Twitter. It's so good. They scream about indie so often, and I'm, it's a treat. <sighs> I'm very gay, uh, non-binary. Yes. Black. Black. Uh, and right now I'm screaming about three things. Regalia, Identity V, and my big love for my partner. Okay, let me tell you, I almost got into Identity V because of you. <laughs> I almost, this close. Because I was like, what is this goddamn game that Honia keeps screaming about? And I, can I, explain, I can describe it to you in case that also helps. <sighs> if Have you ever seen or heard or played Dead by Daylight? Yes. Okay, so imagine if it, it's Dead by Daylight, but like, fair. <laughs> It feels like you could win. Yeah, it's not like stacked super against you with like Survivor versus Hunter, where like the Hunter has like all these advantages and can do all this stuff. It's right. like, no, 
it's fair and like y'all all have a winning chance uh it is not gory like uh dead by daylight because no. it's like kind of playing up the like huh so instead of like whatever dead by daylight like the entity and like right oh, feast on survivors or whatever it's like you're stuck in a manor and you're forced to partake in the carnival and so like if you get captured you get put into a carnival chair that like is just it's a chair with like a bunch of big fucking like fireworks strapped to it mm -hmm. and when the time runs out and like you're not saved soon enough mm -hmm. or you get chaired three times the fireworks go off and you spin and you fly you're sent back to the manor so it's not gory ah. with one one specific exception but that's because she's evil and i hate her <laughs> which is the spider because they have a spider one i don't like her she can like she can ensnare you into her cocoon and if you die in the cocoon you melt i don't like but that otherwise <laughs> otherwise like you don't visually see you melt it's like you're through right. the model like deflates <laughs> but but like it, it yeah. it's such a ah uh, because it was like it scratched that itch for me where it was like oh my god it's like tim burton dead by daylight like it's like tim burton designs like the hunter it's Coraline. it literally is Coraline dead by daylight like you watch like the hunters also have like really cool designs it's like oh mayor listen bloody queen aka mary aka marie antoinette in this game she's kind of a milf like ugh. there's there's so many like good things about it like i was i was looking at like machiko i was looking at michiko's so cute she... oh my god michiko mains i'm i'm coming for you Blood. it's so wild like she's so good there was the other ones the twins wu chang i thought that was really uh, cool <sighs> wu chang like all the mechanics for them are super interesting every day uh they have a thing where like it'll rotate through different survivors or mm -hmm. hunters and it's like the same ones like every week um and then i think either it's at the end of the season is what's supposed to be or maybe like during certain holidays um they have a time where it's like everyone's free so you can try everybody oh. and usually that's when it sucks to be a survivor because <laughs> <laughs> there was an owl on a kill because uh. everyone's like wow i don't have to buy the hunter to try this hunter so like i'm gonna play hunter so everyone's trying to play hunter and so being a survivor is awful because they have so many hunters that you've never faced again. Right. You're like, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> Why do I have, like, weird techno music going on? Oh. What? What is this? Why is there a tree here? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is, is there something jumping in the fucking trees? And then you get pounced by a fucking lizard man. And you're just like, mm, like time to die. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun and unfortunately like as a game it is incredibly fun as a gotcha evil yeah. <laughs> uh, evil i don't know it's just oh boy if i could strangle <laughs> if only i was like we love modern day betting <laughs> honestly that's what it's meant for but anyways oh honya as always if you love this podcast you could like it you can rate it. You can subscribe. As always, you can ask any questions for myself or my future listeners or my guests to answer on the podcast. You can ask that over at CuriousCat.me slash PlayingDressUp. I'll read them off. I haven't gotten any. Please ask, and then I can do it in the next one. Honya, thank you so much for your time today. It was a treat. Thank you so much for having me, too. It was and a very nice call. 
Oh, what a treat. All right. Goodbye.